Welcome to episode 6 of That Classical Podcast. This episode, Opera. Hello. Hi, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. We've had a little summer break. We're feeling refreshed and relaxed. I'm feeling sunburnt <laughs> and emotional about it. Uh, but otherwise, great. Did you have a nice time abroad, Chris? I did. I had a nice little time by myself on holiday. <laughs> Good. But didn't get sunburnt, so that's nice. Um, that's great. Well, today we're back. Let's back get in down to brass tacks. Full swing, <laughs> brass tacks. Um, we're going to talk about opera today. Oh yes, we are. Uh, Chris, how do you feel? Let's be honest. How do you feel about opera? Don't miss right. Your so words. I like classical music, as we've established by now. Like what? I'm making this podcast. <laughs> Excuse me. Opera kind of leaves me cold. It just doesn't do it for me. It's Out like, in the cold. No, it just leaves me cold. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they'll let me in if I buy a ticket. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, no, it uh, to me it's always been a bit like overblown bit pompous the tunes i don't like as much you don't that's... like as much no, oh my no, god I don't. okay this is um quite frankly heresy <laughs> <laughs> to my ears um i really like opera uh, i'm not afraid to say it i'll tell the world <laughs> three um and today and and chris knows this and we've talked about this before haven't we we have, we have indeed and so we thought it would be really fun <laughs> it would be great fun <laughs> to do an episode where uh, i play chris some pieces from my favourite operas. Yeah. Um, Try and convince me. And then at the end, we'll let Chris do some talking. <laughs> and Chris can play uh, an opera that he finds solo Kelly episode of <laughs> um, But yeah, so just to give you, I don't know if uh, the listeners out there uh, agree with Chris probably. I'm imagining maybe they agree with Chris more than they agree with me. <laughs> it's usually the way. Because um, opera is sort of a love or hate thing. It's Marmite. So, the first opera I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. is called L'Orfeo. 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 Okay. Um, Who's it by? It's by a chap called Claudio Monteverdi. Um, Monty. Uh, Monty. Or Claudi. Claudi um, M. Now, L'Orfeo uh, is considered one of the first operas ever written. Okay. Um, it was performed, I think, for the first time in 1609. And it's all about the story of Orpheus and Eurydice. Okay, the that bit myth. I do know. I do know that You do bit. know it? Yeah. Okay, let me just break, break it down. Break it down. <laughs> break it down. Um, right. So Orpheus, he's the, let, let's picture this. He's the son of Apollo, apparently. Yeah. And Apollo gives him this lyre, or like a tiny little, you know, stringed little... Yeah, a yeah, lyre. A little, little bit. He's pretty um, good And he's like, um, he's a... a Bolts on the line. He, he smashes it. He like is like murking everyone. Just musically. <laughs> just musically. And uh, you know, the trees and the rocks, they uproot themselves and follow him around and um Because he's so good at playing this kind of little stringy heart. So thing. good, exactly. Yeah, okay, they just perfect. can't get enough. Yeah. And um similarly this this wood nymph called Eurydice is like He's hat. Oh, I like hey. him. It's, he's, it's like the equivalent of like watching a bassist or a drummer in a battle. Well, I guess the lead guitarist <laughs> oh, yeah. in this case, and being like I'll take it. <laughs> so Eurydice <laughs> is the original groupie. Exactly. She's yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. And so, so they get married. They're happy for for a bit. And then one day, <laughs> it's Greek myth. This is only yeah. going to be a very brief period <laughs> of happiness. Yeah. Um, and then one day, this like absolute perv who wants to murder Orpheus and and shag Eurydice is chasing them through through a forest. Yeah. And Eurydice steps in a nest of vipers. No! Oh, no, you didn't. Not a nest of vipers. Um, not another one. God, these things are everywhere. Um, and she she did. Oh, she died. She died. She died and she then did. she did. Okay. And um, Orpheus is kind of in denial about this. He's like, nope. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, I'm going to go down to hell now. I'm going to get her back. Yeah. 
So he goes down to Toddle, the underworld. Toddles down Toddles to the underworld. Toddles on down with his lyre. And he's playing to the dog. He's playing to the cat. He's playing to the wife. He's playing to Hades. And they're all... Sorry. No. Sorry, no. Okay, so he's playing to the dog. Cerberus who guards no the gates of hell. There's no cat. I'm sorry. I, There's no cat. Whose who's wife? A Persephone, right? Oh, right. Okay. With the, right, with right, the right, pomegranates. Right. I know. I know. You dig. You I dig. dig. I dig. Everyone else. Google it. <laughs> um, so... Um, and and everyone is like in tears. They're crying. It's like it's so good. It's so good. Right. And Hades says, "All right, mate. Look, this is this is just too good. You can take Eurydice back up to Hooray. the upper world Hooray. if you. T- while you're taking her up, you do not look back at her. She'll be following you, but don't look back. Okay. Or you'll lose her for evs. Oh. For evs. Harsh. Orpheus is like, all right, mate. All right. And. Uh, he, he walks up and he's like, can't, can't look back, can't look back. And then what does he do? What does the old Muppet go and do? Does he look back? He looks back! He Why looks back he just that? before. Orpheus. Just before he gets Orphie to baby. the surface or like she can't see the sun. He looks back and she's like, see ya, mate. I mean, see ya. like, just wait like a tiny bit longer. And dude. Yeah, and I didn't actually know this. I only read this earlier today. After this point, he's really sad. <laughs> and either, and I don't know what the actual story is, okay. gets ripped apart by like rabid dogs, gets ripped apart by loads of angry females, or, or Zeus throws down a bolt of lightning because he's annoyed that Orpheus might tell everyone what the underworld is like <laughs> and murders him. But long story short, Orpheus is also it, dead. Oh, does he then hang out with her in the underworld or not? I guess, but that's okay, not well, what the then story is. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Um, okay, and, and that's what happens in the mm, opera too. They just tell that story this through is the, song. This is exactly the same as the opera. Nice. Yeah. Um, apart from at the end of the opera, he gets called up to heaven by Apollo and they have a nice party together. And funnily enough, talking about all this death, the song that I'm going to play is called Tu se morta. So, tu se morta. Tu se morta. Uh, you dead is basically what it <laughs> is. <laughs> you dead. Okay. And uh, it's sung just after Eurydice has stepped on the vipers. Uh, and Orpheus is like, you're dead. You're dead, you're dead. And the lyrics, <laughs> <laughs> you're de- it is, it is. He's like, you're dead, you're dead, my life, and here I'm breathing, and I'm going to bring you back, and, you know, okay. it's all this promise that he's going to get her back. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful song. It's I think I love it because it's quite, it sounds a bit evil and, and sort of like he's about to go into the underworld, and it's great. Formulating the plan already. Exactly. Okay. Right, let's give it a listen. All right.
So grudgingly, I quite like that. Yes! <laughs> yes! Um, so, yeah, when it's sort of at, at its most yeah. heartfelt, it's like, it's nice, and obviously it's great singing, and it Monteverdi's a great composer. I don't know, it's just the melodrama of it. It's just a bit oh, come on, no, you've got to embrace the melodrama. His wife has just been bitten by vipers and has gone to hell. Sure, you, but you, you watch not, would, would you just stand there being like, Let's play out. Oh, well, that's a shame. No, but I wouldn't be like, you're dead, you're dead. Oh my God, you're actually dead. Dead, dead, you're dead. I'm going to see to it that okay. you're maybe less All dead. Right, fine, fine. But we can appreciate the beauty of that piece and the beauty of that moment. Yeah, the music's good. The music's and good. you know what I really like um, is that it's really simple. And hmm. I mean, actually, that it, for me, that is more recitative than a real song because... The guy aria. that's singing, yeah, because mm. the, the the Orpheus is singing kind of, he can move the pace how he likes. If you just listen to Below, it was this kind of uh, basso continuo, this kind of brum, and yeah. then he would sing, then it was another brum, and I, I really like that. Mm. Um, I think that was just, it's just really beautiful, I don't know. Yeah, all right, it was, it was all right, I guess, <laughs> I suppose, it wasn't terrible. Orpheus and Eurydice. <laughs> Eurydice. Not half bad. That classical... Next. 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 Uh, next. <laughs> it's me again. Hey. Oh. Uh, we're gonna talk about Mozart because Mozart is the, the best. He's the bomb. <laughs> He's we the love. Bomb. We love Mozart. Love some Mozzie. Uh, Look out for him in a future episode. We haven't done it. Yes. We haven't Ooh, done one on him yet. We're gonna we do should. a great sixty-second bio on Mozart. I can't oh, wait. shotgun not. Shotgun, yes! <laughs> um, and sorry if this is really predictable, but I'm going to talk about uh, the magic flute or Die Zauberflöte. Yeah. Um, I feel like even if you didn't like opera, you'd probably enjoy <laughs> There we go. Um, you'd probably enjoy this entire opera because it's really light and it's funny okay. and it's great okay you know extremely convoluted and long story short you've got a prince who goes and rescues a princess you've got her evil mother trying to ruin everything okay classic you've story got, so far yeah and and the villain who you think is the villain is actually not a villain he's the trying to help uh, and Mozart then got, was the M. Night Shyamalan of his day. <laughs> and, uh, and then you've got, you know, trying to pass tests that prove his love for the princess. And, you know, it's all, it's, it's got it all. And then Queen of the Night gets murdered and goes down to hell at the end. Classic Mozart. Uh, what was he like? Where does, the, where does the magic flute come in? What is that? He's given, so, yeah. <laughs> um, Tamino, Tamino, sorry, is the, uh, is the main prince guy. He's okay. given a magic flute um, by the Queen of the Night to go and help rescue her daughter. How does the flute help? Oh, you'll see. Oh. You'll see. It okay. helps him pass all the tests. Oh, uh, right, okay. You've got to go. Please go and see it. It's really great. <laughs> all right? Oh, 
I'm again very maybe very predictably I'm going to play the most famous song from it. Yeah. Uh, which is called. <coughs> What's it called, Kelly? Der Hollerake kocht in meinen Herzen. Close. AKA <laughs> Hell's Vengeance boils in my heart. Oh baby. Um, and this is. Uh, I mean, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Pretty intense. Yeah. Um, this song comes when the Queen of the Night is appearing to her daughter, who is still in the kind of clutches of this this uh, sorcerer, or mm. we think he's a bad sorcerer, who's guarding her. And the, the, her mother is saying, heed me, you got to kill this guy. <gasps> Otherwise, bum, bum, bum. bad times. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good time. And she's saying, uh, what's she saying? Death and despair blaze around me. And uh, if you don't knife him, literally, like if you don't stab him and destroy him, you'll, you'll you know, uh, you'll get my... Okay, so tonally, again, this wrath. is why I feel opera's a bit... Bit um, ridiculous. However, do one, Chris. Just do one. Okay. <laughs> well, I think unfairly you've picked one that has like I think it's probably well known as one of the like most ridiculous displays of vocal acrobatics. And ever. how? And how? It goes to a high F, and not just like not your not your your boggy your bog not your standard. bog standard F. It's like a super F. Super it's mega like soprano a mega, F. Yeah. So it goes up really really high. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's that called? Coloratura. Yeah, and and lots of runs. Like the amazing fancy. thing is like just up and down scales, or, and the control that you need. It basically okay. it's every soprano's dream to sing this <laughs> song, and I say that because it's my dream. Um, One day, Kelly. One so here day. we go. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, 
while, while that was playing, you were saying that she sounds like a robot. Like, it's okay. Like a cuckoo clock robot that, that, in the best way. That's, yeah. Like, who, oh, can, who can sing like that? That's let, mad. Please allow me to say that is Christina Dutacom singing. And she is my hero. She's like ice queen extraordinaire. And whilst her sort of, a lot of her notes are very like old school opera, like, like really over the top. When she does those high ones, you cannot fault anything. I mean, it sounds like it's been played on like a keyboard. Yeah, like it's a mad. Cuckoo clock, like yeah. a robot. <laughs> yeah, and it's like so perfect. And God, I just love it. I just can't get enough. Having said that, <laughs> I still stand <laughs> by my original point that in right. between the like yeah. insane, it's just a bit like oh, a bit much. Again, it's a bit melodramatic. For the love of God, like. <laughs> The song is called Hell's Vengeance Boils in My Heart. Right, I'm not I'm not saying it's too melodramatic for what it's called. It's like exactly the right level of melodrama. Needs needs the melodrama, come on. But we don't need a song like that. Yes, we do. Everyone needs a song like that. I'm gonna sing that whenever I'm annoyed. Whenever someone like barges in front of me on the tube. (laughs) On the Waterloo and City line. Just everyone. Um yeah, so so that's that. This episode is brought to you by our main sponsor, Florian Leonhard Fine Violins. If you need your violin restoring, repairing, any of your bows rehairing, pop along to their offices in West Hampstead and they will sort you out. Go to Florian Leonhard, that's L-E-O-N-H-A-R-D.com, and you can find out more details there. Chris Kringle. You're up. Thanks, pal. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm really excited about this. So, as famously we've established, not a massive fan of opera. You know, I've been to the opera a handful of times in my life. Good. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. One piece I do really, really like, though, is um, by a composer called Purcell, Henry yes. Purcell. Oh, yes. And he was also writing in the 1600s, so a little bit after Monteverdi. So he wrote okay. this in the sort of 1680s. They don't know exactly when, but sometime in the 1680s. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an opera called Dido and Aeneas. Girl! <laughs> <laughs> so also based on uh, Greek or Roman mythology. Uh, and basic synopsis of the story is Aeneas is on his way to found Rome, stops off in Carthage, Dido's the queen of Carthage. Found instead of find, like just, just finding it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not been established yet, he's right, founding cool. it. Stops off in Carthage, Dido's the queen of Carthage, they fall in love, the gods come to Aeneas and like, Aeneas, what, what are you doing? You've got to go and doing, found slash find Rome. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, bye Dido, bye, bye Dido. And she does not take it well. Bye, Doe. She does not take it well. Does she sing White Flag? Not to be confused with <laughs> early naughty singer Dido. Now we're going <laughs> Continue. Continue. Um, wrong Dido. Completely yeah, the wrong got Dido. It, got it. My bad. Anyway, the piece I'm going to play for you today is usually known as Dido's Lament, or it's sometimes called When I Am Laid, after the lyrics of the first line. Um, and it's basically her singing her lament just before she's about to kill herself on a funeral pyre. It's pretty... Crikey. Pretty grisly stuff. Christ on a bike! As they say. <laughs> um, let's have a listen to it first, and then I'll talk about some of the little bits and bobs that I like. Okay, let's do that. Can't wait.
I'm going to weep. Oh, it's God. sad, isn't it? It's it is beautiful. so sad. And and I said the minute those cellos came in, that, that sorry, that cello singular, <laughs> doing that descending scale mm. Mm. Uh, at the very start. It's, it's that that for me is is the start of the the total <laughs> the waterworks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's um, that's one of the sort of key stylistic aspects of this that makes it so sad basically so he was mm. Purcell's one of the not the originators one of the, amongst the first people to do it another person who did this a lot was Bach um, mm. this sort of chromatically descending uh, bass line so where it goes like da, 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 da. Um, that's sort of something like we now sort of really associate with sadness and lament and sure. all the sad things yeah, yeah. Um, and this is one of the first examples of it basically and pretty pretty masterfully done i'd say i would say so and i know that what you like about that and partly what i like about that is the purity of the voice mm. it's not your average it's no overblown it's not it's overblown it's not a lot of vibrato and that is what Purcell's music i've 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 sung Purcell's music and I've listened to Purcell's music and the purity and simple, is what yeah. brings out the, the the composition of it, I think. Those high notes, those like pure sort of gl- like glistening over mm. the rest of the... I just think it's it's really masterful. It's beautiful. Pure and simple. Here, so well, we're actually <laughs> singing about... I'll be there about, for you, Pure. Anyway. They were actually singing about Purcell. They were singing big about Purcell, Purcell and Simple. Purcell and Simple. Gonna be there. Exactly, yeah. Um, um, and what yeah. I like about that as well is that the... Um, so that bass is sort of technical ground bass, which is just a, like a repeated uh, pattern over and over again. Mm. Um, it's not properly, but it's basically like a five bar phrase, which is really weird mm. and doesn't quite fit in with the the phrasing of the solo part. And also the solo part, um, the text of it isn't metric. So each line is like seven syllables, then nine syllables, then eight syllables. Like mm. each line doesn't have the same amount of syllables. So nothing quite lines up with itself. And it's all a bit like... bit like their relationship. And... Am I right? That's literally Am it. I that's, right? that's the point. That She's it's like, sort of... I'm gonna burn myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm speaking seven syllables. Time to burn myself yeah. alive. <laughs> I've been there. Been We've there. all been there. We've all been there. No, that so was... yeah, that's the kind of opera I like where you can tell the story it's through beautiful. music, but it doesn't have to be silly. <laughs> I think throwing yourself on a pyre could be classed as being essentially a tad melodramatic. Oh, I guess. But she doesn't sing melodramatically and therefore I'm right. Agree. So thanks for listening, guys. I agree. Uh, no, that was great. I, I'm a huge fan of that song. And yeah, all right. Good to know. We can, we can okay. agree on something. Great. That classical podcast. That classical podcast. So Christopher, tell me true. Tell me true. Don't don't lie. Don't mince when your don't words. Lie, and you lie. don't like mince. You're a vegan, so that wouldn't even <laughs> work. Um, have you changed your mind about opera? No. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I did like those pieces you played for me, and okay. in general, I like bits of opera. And I'm aware that I'm being very myopic and close-minded that I'm saying no, all opera is bad because it's obviously not. I'm being a total mm. idiot. Mm-hmm. But in general, it's not my cup of tea, not my cup of chai. But I did like the pieces you chose. Well done, Kelly. Thanks, yeah. Thanks, I'll take it. <laughs> Don't think, let me influence you, you guys what, at home, though. though please. I still think, and with with your help, um, today we've we've actually shown quite a different... We've shown sort of a cross-section of opera because it's not all the same. And exactly. I and I don't think you have to like it all. No, exactly. Um, and why don't you get in touch with us? Tweet us with your favourite pieces. Yeah. Let me know or how much an idiot favorite. I am, or indeed your least favourite. <laughs> yeah, no sated opera pieces. So uh, get in touch with us. Tweet us at that classical. Or we're, uh, we're on Instagram. 
Bad Classical Insta. At Bad Classical Insta. Uh, we're now on Facebook as well. Yes! Oh, baby, we're really in the 21st century. Loads of GIFs on there. Just search GIFs. We're just search for That Classical <laughs> Podcast on Facebook. Um, and... Oh, wait, you can email us. Oh, my God, there's that, so many ways to get That Classical email at gmail.com. Uh, but above all that we'd be super super grateful if you left us a little review on iTunes oh god yeah um, please tell us what you liked um, don't tell us what you didn't like not interested in that <laughs> keep that to yourself <laughs> um, but no it's been really fun this has been a blast so thanks for listening guys yeah. we will see you on the next one see you later